Monday the 27th of March. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Dan McHugh here and I'm joined by the one and only Shane Lee. Good morning, Dan. It's uh, it's, it's raining here in Sydney, but uh, I'll tell you what, I had a fantastic weekend. I was on a mate's farm down in the Southern Highlands um, in Berrimah, beautiful historic town. Uh, ten of us celebrated his 50th birthday. Long into the evening, both nights, so it was really good fun, mate. All right, looking at Instagram, I thought you must have been filming a new McBeef steak advertisement because <laughs> it looked like Lee Kernigan. Well, he did look like Lee Kernigan, didn't it? His name's Trent Lund, and he's um, he's, he's a, a chartered accountant by trade, um, lives in Mossman, and he thinks he is uh, he's um, huh. off, off, the <laughs> of, yeah, off the set of Yellowstone. He's a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> he does it. Very jukes a hazard. Today on the show, we'll be discussing cricket, world game, AFL, NRL, and much more. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Having a look at the cricket, Western Australia defeated Victoria to claim back-to-back Sheffield Shield wins. Mate, not only back-to-back, they've won the treble now three years in a row. Um, that's the T20 competition, the 50-over domestic comp, and the Sheffield Shield, and uh, and they were very dominant once again, winning um, only one wicket down on the fourth day. It was really set up um, a fantastic 100 by Ashton Turner. Um, he was very pivotal in, in the big win. I felt a bit, I felt a bit bad for Will Sutherland from Victoria, who had a fantastic game. He took five for seventy-five and scored eighty-three, and along with him and Hanscom, they two really just scored decent runs. He got forty-five, but yeah, the West Australians way too strong, and um, I hate to say this, but they're very, very dominant in domestic cricket at the moment. Morris uh, took three for fifty-three for West Australia, and Kelly took four for forty-one, and as you said, Dan, they're uh, they're on top of the world in all forms of cricket. You were in some winning Sheffield Shield teams, weren't you, Shane? Yeah, I was lucky enough to play in four Sheffield Shield wins, um, five one-day domestic comps, a couple as captain. So, yeah, it is, it's a huge feeling. It's um, and In a lot of ways, it can be even uh, uh, more rewarding than being in the Aussie team. I suppose when you're on an Aussie team, you have a number of really good players around you. Sometimes at domestic level, there's less of them. Um, so, yeah... You have to perform pretty well, um, which can be very, very rewarding. Okay, over to the World Game. Did you see the Matildas have managed to slip back into the top 10 of FIFA Women's World Rankings? Yeah, this is off the, the success of the Cup of Nations. They've done really, really well, gone up two spots, so they're back in the top 10. So Tony Gustafsson um, would very, very, be very, very happy with the way that they're playing leading into this year's World Cup. It's only a, a couple of months away now. Um, so the girls are on track to hopefully perform really, really well and I think go even better than the Aussie, the Socceroos did in the, the Men's World Cup. So I'll be looking forward to that. Speaking of the Socceroos, they beat Ecuador on Friday night in Sydney, Shane. They did. Um, they looked really good. Um, they've got to be very, very confident the way they're playing. Off the back of the, of the success in Qatar, a 3-1 three, three, win over Ecuador um, is a fantastic effort. It was in front of 20,000 people in Sydney. Irvine, Mubble and Cool all scoring, scoring goals. Um, they're looking good. They're playing well. I think um, as a side now, they really need to start beating some of the real 
higher ranked nations, um, if they're really going to get a lot more notice. Top 16 is a good effort, but we want to start knocking off the top dogs. It really does feel like the uh, world game or soccer PR machine is really ramping up. Uh, we've got EPL teams visiting Australia in July. Tottenham, West Ham are coming to Perth. They are to play at Optus Stadium, which will be huge. Um, yeah, for those who have never seen a, an EPL game, um, I was lucky enough to see Man United take on Liverpool um, in in England, and when they sing "You Never" um, the song "You Never Walk Alone," it's one of the most amazing things you'll ever see. But for for young kids over there in Western Australia to go along and see Tottenham, who are currently fourth in the EPL, uh, you're going to see a top class side. West Ham pretty good too. So yeah, two very very good teams. All right, I think things are going to get very exciting through the year as the uh, as we get closer to that Women's World Cup. Stay with us because after this short break, we'll be talking AFL, NRL, and more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. All right, let's get into the AFL, Shano. Your Swans looked good on the weekend. Hawthorne copped a thrashing. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was uh, the Swans very, very efficient. Um, Joel Armity, uh, the young kid who was pretty much stepping in the shoes of Buddy Franklin, along with Logan McDonald. Armity kicked four goals. Um, he could have kicked six or seven, actually. He hit the post once and he missed one right in front. But he's, he's a tall um, he's a tall lad, strong. Um, he's only 23 years of age. He looked good to kick four. Um, Papley, for those who haven't seen it on YouTube, go and Google Papley Mark against the Hawks. Um, he took an absolute screamer. He's on the back of someone's shoulders and uh, flew through the air uh, to kick the goal afterwards. Yeah, it was fantastic to watch. But yeah, Buddy Franklin actually out of the team at the moment due to rough contact in last match. But yeah, the Swans looked really, really good. Yeah, and they're sitting on top of the ladder mm. with eight points along with St Kilda, Essendon, Collingwood and North Melbourne. I guess it's only round two. Yeah. Uh, but... As the season started, I think you predicted the Lions were in for a premiership this year, but now we're two games in and Collingwood are being lauded as the new premiership favourites after they uh, kicked Port Adelaide's asses. They did. Any thoughts? No, Collingwood did look good. That was lauded, as you said, as the, the game of the round, um, particularly after Port Adelaide's great win last week. But the Pies looked good. Um, they've got these, the Dacos brothers there in Collingwood who are unbelievable. Nick Dacos... At 32 disposals, kicked two goals. And his brother, Josh, also 26 disposals um, and gained 574 metres on the ground. They looked really, really good. They've they got scoring options oh, all right. around the ground. They, they're brilliant defensively. Um, Brisbane also had a win. So uh, winning 93 to 82 over Melbourne, who are also a very, very good side. So... I'm still predicting Brisbane will be up there, mate, but Collingwood looked the goods right at the moment. They do. St Kilda also looking good. Mm. Captain Jack Steele, unfortunately, undergoing surgery today after breaking his collarbone during their match uh, against the Bulldogs on Saturday. Yeah, well, St Kilda have a new coach this year, or an old coach they've brought back, and um, and Jack Steele, unfortunately, the captain, who was playing pretty good 42, uh, broke his collarbone. He actually returned to the field after after that. So he's pretty bloody tough, this guy. Um, but he'll Imagine. miss the next four weeks. Yeah. 
Um, but that's off the back of last year. He missed four games last season due to surgery on his shoulder. So he's having a bit of a bad run, old Jack Steele, with injuries at the moment. And, um, and St Kilda need him. They're, they're, they're a much improved side. Um, will they be top four? I doubt it. But I think they'll make the eight this year. Okay, let's have a look at NRL. Uh, we had some major rivalry matches in this round uh, with Parramatta taking out the Panthers on Thursday. Mm. Then the Battle of Brisbane occurred on the weekend. Mate, lots. Uh, well, let's start with the Eels-Panthers game. It was 17-16 to 16 over Eels winning over the Panthers. Um, for those who didn't see it, the Cleary field goal for the, a two-point field goal, he was so far out, he almost kicked the bladder out of the football. Right. It was an absolute booming kick. Uh, and then Moses stood up um, to get a field goal to win the game in Golden Point. Um, that was fantastic. Yeah, but the Battle, the battle of Brisbane, um, that was huge between the Broncos and the Dolphins. The Broncos getting the chocolates 18-12. to 12. Um, And it was quite funny because uh, Katoni Staggs, who scored the winning try almost going from end to end, um, when he scored the try at the end, he screamed the words, our fucking home. In other words, Dolphins, piss off, get away, Suncorp is ours. (laughs) Uh, It would be interesting to see how they go next time around. I reckon um, people keep saying that the Dolphins won't make it the whole way through the season, but I reckon they will. Yeah, they look, they look good. And it was, it was quite funny how you saw Kevin Walters, who obviously um, had Wayne Bennett as a, as a mentor of his when he was playing. He was very, very respectful to, to Wayne. Um, but the Broncos, they're currently four games in, four wins. Uh, it's the first time they've been in that position since 2003. Uh the Broncos at Hull have won six premierships, but they haven't won one in 17 years. So will it be their, their year this year? They're looking pretty good at the moment, but don't forget last year. They started well, then they absolutely capitulated come origin time. Yep. Uh, well, they are sitting at the top of the NRL table. I mean, we're only four rounds in. Uh, they're mm. followed by Manly, Dolphins, Warriors, then Roosters. Yep. But your Dragons didn't do so well on the weekend, Shane. No, absolutely terrible. The local derby against the Sharks and uh, Nico Hines came back and um, he's been out, obviously injured. Looks like he hadn't missed a beat. He just looked unbelievably good, setting up two or three tries, um, just run, ruling the roost there against the, the the Dragons. The problem is now for the Dragons, Anthony Griffin, the coach, there's always been a question mark over him and his coaching abilities. And I think he's already been told now that they're going to start looking for a replacement for him. So his tenure is coming to a fast end. So on Friday, when you were off gallivanting down south, uh, Shad Wicker picked both Newcastle and Warriors for wins this weekend. Wow. And I was surprised by the Warriors win because everyone's been talking about the Bulldogs' new players and... Are, are the Warriors good this year, or is it a home ground thing, or what are you? What are your thoughts? They definitely play well at home. That that's for sure. Um, but I, I think that they've got the right balance of experience this year and and young blend. So um, they do look good. They don't have a lot of superstars around the paddock, and I think the Warriors have really built their teams over sort of big superstars in the past and just hoped that they would get the job done. They seem to be playing pretty well as a team. The one that did surprise me was the Knights winning over the Raiders, twenty four to fourteen. And Ricky Stewart's team, the Raiders, they're really, really struggling. But, um, yeah, the Knights looked really, really good. And finally, because I was in Newcastle on Friday before I went down south, mate, and um, they love their footy up there. And and the fact that they needed a win, so it was, it was good for the, for the locals in Newcastle to see the Knights get up. Now, this is actually a huge story. Joseph Sawali mm. switching codes to play rugby union. Uh, he's finished at Roosters by the end of next season. 
to -hmm. join the New South Wales Waratahs. Is this a good move, Shane, do you reckon? Well, leaving leaving the Roosters and leaving Nick Politis is, is not the greatest move in your in your I suppose your career because if you become a rooster, you're a rooster for life. They say. Saying that, I I think rugby union is in his heart. That's yeah. the game that he wants to play. Look, he's a talented athlete, so he's 19 years old. So he's gonna he's gonna do well, and he will still do well for the roosters till the end of next season. But come 2025, two years out from the 2027 World Cup in rugby. He'll be on $1.6 million a year and playing the game that he loves. So a brave move because it wouldn't have been easy leaving the, the family unit of the Roosters. But as I said, I think it's in his heart and it's probably the right thing to do. Does that mean he gets sacked from his lifelong job? <laughs> it does, unless you come back. After, after you get crunched in the, in, the, in the Rugby World Cup by the All Blacks, he might come back with his tail between his legs. We'll wait and see. Um, I've got a dumb question. Sure. Uh, why can't he do both? It's just impossible, mate. Um, like with injuries same... or? Well, no, because you play the same time of the year. So you can't commit to the team plans, the training. It's just impossible because it's not as if one's a summer sport and one's a winter yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both playing the same season. I, w- I was actually thinking more like he should play Roosters and Wallabies. Forget the New South Wales Waratahs. Yeah, but, but don't forget that they're two pretty different games as well, right? Yeah, they're, so it takes they're very a while. different games. They're very yeah. different games. But he's grown up playing rugby union, so he knows how to mm. do it. Yeah, but I think any Wallabies team will want to see performances at so, the local level, yeah. like, like any other sport does as well. So, look, I, I think could he do it? <laughs> he could be the first one ever to do that. That's, that's not as dumb a statement as you, as you thought. But, um, yeah, he's very, very talented. Nine years of age, he's going to get better. He's going to get bigger too and stronger. Yes. Um, but I just think his ability in the game of rugby union, um, his skills, the way he's set up, probably better suited to that anyway. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow, subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you'll ever need. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. Thanks, Dan. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts? Like Lunch with Lee, former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon Sport.